This is a shock podcast. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the sixth episode of The Art of Beauty. I'm your host, Yasmin, and here at The Art of Beauty, we're talking about all things beauty the industry, body positivity, confidence, the hottest new releases, and more. I'm super excited to delve deeper into the extensive world that is beauty with you in each episode. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about influencer marketing, which honestly, I'm still trying to wrap my head around, the different types of influencers, and what it takes to be an effective one for. A beauty brand's perspective. Hope you guys are doing good wherever you are, as always. I was just thinking yesterday that isn't it kind of wild that we're halfway through the year? I feel like time has passed by so quickly and I'm desperately trying not to let it slip by me as quickly as it is. And because of that, I kind of feel like there's still so much I want to try out and do and accomplish. Am I only in my 20s? Yes. But that doesn't stop me from having my moments of realization of where I am in life and where I hope to be. Anyway, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because many times in my life, I have considered doing the whole social media thing. And while it's not the most lucrative job when you first start out, you can really rake in the big bucks doing it once you actually start making it. Prior to working at Shock, I actually did a bit of work in the social media field. And so I dealt with a lot of different influencers the macro ones, the mega ones, all sorts. If you don't know what those are, we'll get into that in a second. And from working with them and also having friends who are influencers still, I gained such huge respect for what they do and the work that they put in. I think there's this idea that influencers just live their best life, get free stuff from brands, and put it on social media for the world to see. And that's it. But. For those who consider social media their career and take it very seriously, it's really not just that. In fact, I'd probably go so far as to say that it's not that at all. It probably is on the surface, but like every other career, it's a job. One of my oldest friends is an influencer amongst many other hats that she wears, and honestly, it's incredible. And the amount of effort that she puts into each post and story is unlike someone like me, who doesn't care about social media, does. Everything is so meticulously crafted and curated, and she's got a theme for her social media page, and she plans things out way beforehand. When brands reach out to social media influencers to create sponsored content, it's almost always not, okay, here you go, have some free stuff, and do what you like with it. You get given a brief containing keywords and hashtags to include, specific shots to include with the product, etc, etc. So you can't just put a random picture out there willy-nilly and especially if you're being paid to do it. It's a two-way street, right? The influencer follows the brand's guidelines in exchange for the influencer's reach and influencing power. I'm not going to be pulling the curtains back on the influencing world per se, but I'll give you a brief insight into what it's all about and what I've experienced. So what's influencer marketing? It's essentially a digital marketing method used to promote a brand or products by partnering with social media personalities or bloggers. You can leverage the influence that these personalities have over their followers to reach your social media marketing goals. And it doesn't have to be just Instagram, obviously. It can be on YouTube, blogs, etc. You get the gist. You can partner with brand influencers to grow your brand awareness, increase engagement, improve your lead generation, or even drive sales, depending on what your campaign's main aims are. When I say your, I mean the brand. Through it, brands can change consumers' perceptions of your own brand on social media platforms as well. In the influencer pool, there's a whole variety of influencers to choose from depending on your target demographic. 
Firstly, you have nano influencers. These are the influencers who have between 1,000 and 10,000 followers on social media. They tend to have high engagement rates and connect with their followers on a more personal level too. In fact, the average engagement rate of nano influencers on Instagram is 10.1%. Micro influencers next are slightly bigger influencers than nano influencers and have between 10,000 and 100,000 followers on social media. These influencers too tend to have high engagement rates and are able to connect with their audiences again on a more personal level because around there your audience size is still a bit more manageable. Micro influencers on Instagram have an average engagement rate of 7.6%. Now onto the big boys. Macro influencers are those influencers who have a follower base that ranges from between 100,000 followers and a million on social media. Their engagement rates are significantly lower than those of the nano and micro influencers and they also may find it a bit more difficult to connect with their audiences on a personal level due to their larger followings. The average engagement rate of macro influencers is about 5.3% on Instagram. And last but not least, celebrities. These are the influencers who have over a million followers on social media. They are so-called celebrities because many of them are actually traditional celebrities as well. So your singers, your actors, all that. They find it difficult to connect with their audiences, obviously, on a personal level due to the vast followings that they have. Additionally, their engagement rates are also very low as compared to the other influencers. And the average engagement rate of a celebrity on Instagram is just 0.04%. So, as you can tell, an influencer's average engagement rate actually reduces the more followers they get. And that's why brands have to consider what the main aim of their campaign is. Is it to push it to smaller influencers who have an established community of people that they have a personal relationship with? Or are they looking for mass? So, in that case, macro influencers and celebrities are better, but people look at them and are very aware that they're pushing a product and they also charge a lot. In terms of budgeting, all I'll say is some influencers out there charge an extortionate amount despite their likes and their engagement rates being ridiculously low and disproportionate to their followers. But that is literally because they're charging you for the amount of followers that they have. And that's why you end up seeing some people with millions of followers and like 100 likes and maybe like 10 comments and you're like, what? The math ain't mathing, right? Anyway, I'll leave it at that. I really can't say anymore. But ultimately, content is king, right? Everyone needs fresh content to be churned out every single day. Social media management is a 24-7 thing. It doesn't stop at the weekends. I can assure you of that. So, brands can either produce it themselves or they end up leveraging people who are content creators themselves. And when done correctly, influencer marketing can scale up brands' content marketing activities and it results in a constant flow of fresh social media content for all of the brand's channels. Even so, things can get a bit finicky with influencers and that's why brands have to be, or should be in my opinion, careful about which influencers they pick. Honestly, at this rate, I don't think that there are many brands who care that much anymore, but they should. So take it from me as someone who's worked in the social media field for brands. Here are a few red flags that you should avoid if you want to be a beauty influencer and if you want to attract brands to work with you. Firstly, fake 
followers. I mean, need I say more? If influencers feel better about bumping up their follower count so that they can charge more for their content creation, the proof will always be in the pudding. Because of fake followers, you'll see that they won't bring in any engagement, growth in brand awareness, or sales. So, going back to what I said previously about how the math ain't mathing, exceptionally low influencer engagement rates could mean that they possibly have some fake followers. So, if you're looking to be a beauty influencer, please, for the love of God, do not buy followers. Frankly, it's really obvious, brands can see right through it, and it's kind of cringy. And honestly, it's an opinion that many people share. Secondly, quality of content. I know some brands really don't care these days, but honestly, for the sake of your own feed, you, listener, if you want to be a beauty influencer, quality is key. It's not about quantity. It never has been, and it's actually shown to hurt you as an influencer rather than help you. Brands want to see that you actually care about what your feed looks like. After all, they want to see how they fit with your feed and how you portray yourself, and how, more importantly, you fit with their brand. So if it's all over the place, and the content you're putting out is subpar, brands might be thinking that it will affect their brand reputation, because influencers are viewed essentially as extensions of the brand that they work with and poor quality content created by influencers reflects badly on the brand as well and lastly consistency is key i know that i said it's not about quantity but i meant that as like don't spam people because it's annoying and it doesn't work the numbers are there to show you that but having said that brands want to work with influencers who are consistent unless you have such huge star power that it's overlooked so i'm looking at like the members of blackpink like that level where they just draw in the numbers no matter how consistent or inconsistent they are consistency is important because it showcases your dedication to a brand and on the the other hand, the lack of consistency actually hurts your reach as well. It's difficult to pick yourself back up if you've disappeared for a few months because you're not going to drive the same amount of traffic that you once did. I don't know why I'm using this as an example, but that's why you have influencers who've been cancelled, right? They disappear for a little bit because they're busy repenting in a corner somewhere, but they know that they have to come back quickly. Otherwise, their page doesn't get the same kind of traffic as it did before. And if it's their livelihood, they're going to want to pick things back up as quickly as they can. Anyway, those are just a few tips that I'll share, for now at least. Becoming an influencer can seem like it's very daunting when you don't know the nitty-gritty of the world. It's really not as amazing and glamorous as it might seem on the outside because, like I said before, it's a job. You've got to put your back into it like every other career. I personally don't think it's for me because I don't think I'm that creative, but if you've been thinking about it, then, you know, why not start one? You don't lose out on anything by giving it a shot and worst case scenario, you just end it where it is. But just remember that social media influencers hustle like crazy when they first start out. So it's perfectly normal to feel like you're putting in way too much effort into it. You know what they say, gotta plant that seed first and see if it blossoms or wilts. Hope you guys are safe wherever you are. Sending love your way as always. Take care and catch you guys on the next episode. Bye!